When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. (laughs) I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise, and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied, or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know, it's scary, but now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. That's why I personally choose Delete Me. Delete.me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web, and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft, doxing, and phishing scams. I just started using Delete.me and I got my regular personalized privacy report. and <laughs> I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have Delete Me. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. Delete Me is not just a one time service, Delete Me is always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com etm and use promo code etm at checkout. The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com etm and enter code etm at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash E-T-M. Go to joindeleteme.com slash E-T-M and use code E-T-M for 20% off. I'm a big believer that if you don't have balance, then and you're just only paying off debt or you're only focused on this and you're not spending any money on on funds, that is also harmful. Welcome to Everyone's Talking Money Podcast. I'm your host, Shauna Game. There's no judgment, no dumb questions, just smart conversations about you and your money. So come on in and grab a seat. Everyone is welcome here. Let me paint a picture that you might know a little something about. You go to the grocery store for just a few things, and before you know it, it's a hundred bucks. Then you go and you fill up your car with gas, and yep, there's another $40. Then you come home, you check your mailbox, 
you got a bill from the doctor for another $100. And then you have all the stuff you regularly do with your money. You got to pay your rent, your mortgage, you got some money going towards investing and paying off your credit card bill from that vacation you just took. It is a lot. So the question is, how in the world are you supposed to find balance in it all? Well, our guest, Allison Baggerly, founder of Inspired Budget and host of the Inspired Budget podcast and author of the new book, Money Made Easy, says finding balance is really all about knowing where you're going and just taking some easy action steps to get you there. Thinking about making money easy practically is you need to kind of have the end in mind. You need to have an idea of where you're going. And then from there, you can work backwards and say, okay, what are some small steps I need to take, whether they are monthly steps or weekly steps, some progress I need to make to eventually reach that end goal. And so those steps can be so simple. It can be like literally just opening up your banking app every day and looking at your balance. So we're just going to talk about this idea of balance. How do you find it? What does it look like? And how does balance actually help you achieve your money goals? On top of that, Allison's also going to share some of her favorite money tips to create a budget that is not soul-sucking, but is actually life-giving. Yep, that is actually possible. All right, let's start talking. I really love this idea around making money easy, but I feel like for so many people, the struggle is is very real. You have some, some stats that you shared that I would love to share with the audience that you know, 61% of Americans, they're living paycheck to paycheck. 43% of people feel like they won't financially be able to retire, which is heartbreaking. Mm -hmm. And then 34% of women say that their financial situation keeps them up at night at least one day a month. I would, mm -hmm. I would definitely <laughs> fall into that category. But in your book, Money Made Easy, you say that when it comes to budgeting and feeling in control of your money, just something isn't working, right? Something is just not going right. So so what is going on here, Allison? Oh my gosh. You know what? When you read those stats back, that 61% living paycheck to paycheck, it is 65% now. Wow. So we're going in the wrong direction. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure many of that has to do with like our economy and inflation and everything like that. But I think that honestly, just learning about money as a child, how old are you, Shauna? Oh my gosh, we have to. Am like, I allowed to ask that? Disclose our age. I am actually probably older than you think. I'm 45. Okay, you are older than I think. I was going to say 38. <laughs> I play. I play a young 30. So <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, but I mean, if you think about it, and and whoever's listening, whenever you were growing up, I mean, internet wasn't around. No. I remember internet was just starting. You know, we had the the dial up internet whenever I was like in middle school and high school. And Lord knows I wasn't searching about personal finance content, but even more so my parents weren't searching about personal finance content. Learning about money years and years ago was certainly a privilege. It still is now, but even more so in the past, you had to either have access to a guide someone to teach you how to manage your money, right? And then that person had to know what they were doing, right? <laughs> You'd be following a guide that was giving you good advice. Hopefully, you had yes. To, I know, right? You had to um, learn about it on your own, which sometimes meant being able to make your way to a library, being able to know how to check out a library book, knowing which books to read, knowing how to read in English. I mean, it was just a privilege. And I entered adulthood really with 
not a healthy knowledge of how to manage money, especially how to budget. And money was a major stress in my life, major stress. I didn't want to talk about it. I didn't want to think about it. I associated money with just pain. And whenever my husband and I got married and we set this goal of paying off debt and really just changing everything with our finances, it meant I had to go back and I had to work on my own outlook on money and change the way I saw money and my mindset around it as well. And the idea that money could be easy was so foreign to me back then. Right. But like those, really, those words don't go together, right? I know, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. They don't. It's like money, stress, you know, like consequences, uh, or just rich. If you think of money, you think of like wealthy, rich, like unattainable. And so the idea of making money easy, I think that comes down to education. It comes down to information. And then once you have that information, making choices that set you set you up for success financially. I think, you know, you you mentioned the word that that we all literally associate with money being stressed out. And I mm-hmm. think, you know, we've all definitely been stressed out, uh, you know, maybe even almost on a daily basis uh, around money. Mm-hmm. And so I want to really paint a picture for everyone's listening. What does it like what does it look like practically if money is made easy? Like how is that, you know, showing up on on a daily basis, you know, mm-hmm. weekly, monthly, like what does that look like to us? I actually talk about this in chapter eight of my book. It kind of goes into goal setting. But for me, thinking about making money easy practically is you need to kind of have the end in mind. You need to have an idea of where you're going. And then from there, you can work backwards and say, okay, what are some small steps I need to take, whether they are monthly steps or weekly steps? some progress I need to make to eventually reach that end goal. And so those steps can be so simple. It can be like literally just opening up your banking app every day and looking at your balance. I have worked with women that that would not open up their bank account. They either pass it off to their spouse or they just never did it because there was so much fear and anxiety around that. So even taking that step for that person is a practical thing that they can do every day to help make money easy and develop a better relationship with it. Making sure that you're paying off your credit card. I personally pay off my credit card every Friday. I'm not against credit cards. I see them as a tool. I see young Allison at 24 years old or 22 years old probably shouldn't have been using a credit card, you know, like there's a time and a place for it. But being able to kind of have this daily or weekly ritual with your money or a routine. So that way you are aware. I think that whenever we close our eyes off to it and we lose that awareness, that's when the stress comes in. That's when the panic comes in. And that's when actually some people start spending more money because they want and they they desire some sort of financial control, but they don't know how to take care, take control of it in a healthy way. So they take control in a negative way by spending more money. And that gives them a false sense of control over their money. And I know that because that's what I did. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can really relate to the story of of not looking at the bank balance. I went through many, many years um, in my 20s into my very early 30s where 
I, those were the days when you still went to an ATM, but I would go to the ATM and, you know, the receipt would come up and I would just ball it up or I'd make it into like origami or something and just like shove it in my wallet. And I wouldn't actually look at it. And I, you know, it was crazy because I, I knew there was money in the bank account, but I just, something about seeing those numbers, um, you know, with with my crazy like mathematical brain, I started like subtracting everything that I knew was coming mm. due. And like before I knew it, I was in this like train wreck thinking that, you know, I wasn't gonna be able to pay my bills and yeah. you know, uh, my house was gonna re- be repossessed. And I'm like, this is nuts, you know? But I think mm-hmm. it just shows how easy it is for us with money to go into kind of negative thinking and, um, you know, have a lot of fear. So I like that you bring up that even something as simple as just looking at your bank account Mm -hmm. balance or your app or whatever it is for you, um, you know, that that could be enough for you on a daily basis. You know, you don't have to be Mm -hmm. making these like big sweeping changes. Oh my gosh. And you know, I think that so often we see these news articles. I don't know if you see them, Shauna. I see like, couple pays off $70,000 in 10 months. And I'm like, that's not relatable. But what that's telling the reader is that to be making forward progress, it has to be this massive, intense, amazing progress that's newsworthy. And that's just not real. That is not how our journey went. That's not how most people's journey are not going to unfold like that. And it doesn't make it wrong or make you a failure or anything if it doesn't match up to that. But it's about just creating those daily habits or we I say weekly habits even like don't even put it on to you to do it every day, just every week to where you have this awareness around your money and you start kind of questioning those thoughts like you said that you were having around that anxiety of why am I feeling like this? You didn't know to question those thoughts. So you just literally balled it up and put it away like in the form of the receipt. And so I also talk about that in chapter two of my book, which is just finding ways to kind of look at your history with money and ask yourself, why am I feeling this way? And am I happy with the fact that I feel this way? And if not, what what can I do to feel differently? Because that is within my control. So also kind of kind of stacking on top of that is this idea of balance that you mm-hmm. talk about and in finding balance, but it can be really hard to do when, you know, the stats that we talked about in the beginning of the conversation and and bills are flying at us and it just feels like I, you know, that I can't es- escape the place I'm in. And especially right now with just everything being mm-hmm. being so expensive, how how do we begin to bring some balance in so we can you know, deal with the stuff that's flying at us, oh but gosh. also not, you know, not be constantly freaked out about money. Yes. And then constantly feel like we can't spend. I'm a big believer that if you don't have balance, then, and you're just only paying off debt or you're only focused on this and you're not spending any money on, on fun, that is also harmful. And here's why. When my husband and I, here's an example of why. When my husband and I first started budgeting, we thought, okay, we're just going to like go big or go home. We will just focus only on this and we will have no, like we don't need to go out to eat. Or if we go out to eat, we'll spend $10 in the month. Like, okay, yeah, right. Or, you know, just no money on clothes, no money on anything. You went and hardcore. we made it, we went hardcore because we thought like, well, that like mathematically it makes sense, right? Mathematically, it makes sense to do that. 
And that's what we were thinking. We were thinking mathematically, this is what we need to do. But within the first three months, emotionally, I was a train wreck. And I walked into Target, which was my vice at the time. I grabbed myself a Starbucks drink and I walked up and down those aisles and I put some stuff in my cart and I came home and I had spent over $300 and I was like, you can suck it and the budget can suck it. Sorry. And I remember just thinking, no, I'm not taking there. any of yes. this back. Okay, good. I was like, I'm not taking any of this back. Like, I'm sick of this. And what my husband didn't realize, and he's actually been on a podcast episode with me and says this is one of the mistakes he made, is by taking away all sense of money from me and choice of spending, it was doing us more harm because it set us back that 300 plus dollars. Whereas if I had just been given $50 a month in spending money to feel like I had some sort of control, some sort of balance in my life, we would have been better off. And so that I think happens whenever we feel like we have no control, we can deal with it for a period of time and then we get burnout and then we resent it. We resent our obligations. We are angry that we don't make more. We're mad at the idea of the word budget. It starts getting a bad rap in our house and we don't want to do it. And so the idea of giving yourself balance doesn't have to be this grand, crazy thing. Balance can be adding in $50 of spending to spend on whatever you want whenever you feel like it. It doesn't have to be a five-night vacation every single month somewhere. Balance just looks like being able to have a choice with some sort of spending in your budget. And so when I was able to add a balance in my life and in my budget, I was a happier wife. I was a kinder mom. And I was just overall developed a better relationship with my money because living in that season of sacrifice wasn't going to last me forever. So I had to develop habits. It wasn't going to last forever. I had to develop habits that were healthy so that way when we did get to the point where we had paid off debt and we had extra money every month, I had a healthy habit in place so I knew how to responsibly spend that money. Okay, friend, I want to know, what are your money goals this year? Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding or a dream vacation to somewhere tropical? If that's you, please, please take me with you. Or maybe you want to just grow your emergency fund because let's be real, life is expensive. I want to make sure you reach your goals, so you need Monarch. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You can create custom budgets, track progress towards your financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash ETM. Here's what I love. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can change the layout of your dashboard. You can go between light and dark mode. You can create custom budgets and notifications. You can set up all of these automatic rules for your transactions and notifications and so much more. Monarch is obsessed with constantly improving their product. Get this. They release updates every two weeks, and they even allow customers to submit suggestions, vote on requested features, and view the product roadmap. This, my friend, is totally original. Plus, they will never sell your data to third party or show you ads. I think that's really important. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top-rated personal finance app. 
And now listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash etm for your extended 30-day free trial. The weather is getting warmer. I'm so excited. And it is time to say goodbye to all those jackets and sweaters and hello to the shorts and t-shirts. I wanted to update my summer workout wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince and I am in love. Quince is your go-to place from everything from premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless, 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part of all, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Okay, I bought the dreamiest pair of workout leggings and a bright pink workout top to match. Honestly, ladies, I gotta tell you, these leggings you need. The price cannot be beat, and I feel like a million bucks wearing this cozy workout friendly outfit. I've worn it for like five days straight. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash etm for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash etm to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash etm. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I really like what you're saying there because y- you and I both know that that so much of of money and our relationship with money is the mental side and the mental mm-hmm. piece and um you know where we came from and our money stories and the history and I mean it's just a ball of all sorts of things <laughs> and you know when we turn money into something that is hardcore that is mm-hmm. um you know taking away choice like you said that's when it gets even more difficult and you know we we just mm-hmm. we do that impulse spend at target or whatever it might be so i think exactly it's such great great advice you know adding in something every week i mean it could be small maybe it's you know mm-hmm. 5 or 10 bucks that you spend but something that you feel like you know you're you're going out and doing something that you enjoy without just it all being about sacrifice. Exactly. Like my thing. Can I tell you what my thing is? It's yes, so please. small, but it feels like an indulgence. On Fridays, I like to take my dog in my car with me, and I drop my kids off at school, and I drive to Starbucks. And the moment we pull into like the Starbucks drive-through, he gets so excited because he knows he's going to get a pup cup. Oh, and yes. when I tell you that the experience, like that experience brings me so much joy because I get to like look forward to my latte and he looks forward to his pup cup and I see the joy on his face. And it's, it's that experience that I'm saying that brings me joy. 
And balance doesn't have to look like dropping $500 here and there. It can just look like intentionally doing something that brings you joy that costs money. And for me, like, that's a no brainer. I'm not going to cut that out of my budget. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to say like, oh, I, I could invest that $5 instead. And after, you know, a year, it comes out to, I don't know, whatever 52 times five is. And if I invest that for 40 years, I would have $300,000. No, I don't care. I don't want that $300,000. I want that $5, $6 and joy with my dog. And it's balanced. It's okay. Mine is ice cream or really any <gasps> oh. dessert. Give me a cupcake or a cookie or slice oh, of cake yeah. or a hot fudge sundae or I mean anything. I'm I'm mm-hmm. I'm game for all of that. <laughs> yeah. What about a snow cone? My kids, we like to go get <gasps> snow cones. No. You know, I like a snow cone, but for me it's it's like almost too much on the sweet side and not um, I don't know. There's like a a um it's hard to describe my my okay. my sweet meter that I have, okay. you know, like <laughs> I mean, I will eat like a really bad piece of cake with frosting um, over some other desserts. And I'll be like, well, really? it was, you know, bad piece of cake, but I mean, after all it was a piece of cake frosting. Oh so yeah, I mean, it's just, um, it's a terrible, terrible thing, but <laughs> that's okay. You do you. Yeah. In fact, just this last week, my, my husband like texted me, he was at the grocery store and he's like, he just texts sweet with a question mark. And I'm like, uh, of course. Yeah. You know? <laughs> he's like, what? And I'm like, uh, how about ice cream and hot fudge and whipped nice. cream? And he's like, Real- okay, we really went over the edge with this one. But So you, you're also a podcast host. You host the Inspire Budget Podcast. And this is Awkward with Chris Browning. He's been on the show as well. Two podcasts that everybody should be listening to. And on social media, you do this really fun thing where you oh. post these like behind the scenes look into people's budgets. And you know, we talked a little bit about budgeting. I want to dive a little bit deeper because you say that there there's a way to create a budget that isn't soul sucking, which so many mm-hmm. of us can relate to, but is actually life giving. So that mm-hmm. is a dramatic shift from those two things. How do we get there? I think we get there with awareness of our spending, what we want to spend money on and what we're willing to cut out. And then honestly, just practice. I mean, it's incredible. I started these real people budgets in 2018 was I think probably the first time I did them. And I, I did it because I wanted to showcase my budget and my husband's a very private person. I was going to say that's very brave. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I wanted to showcase my budget and I was like, I want to show it. And he was like, no, I'm a very private person. I'm like, well, years later, I'm writing a book about our life. Sorry. Um, But I said, okay, well, what can I do? And then I was like, oh, let me have people send in their budgets and I'll just post them anonymously. So I started doing this in 2018. And I think that it really allows you to see how you can have this balance, but it comes down to honestly choices, right? Where are, where do your priorities lie? We live in a world that tells us that we need everything and we should want everything. And the truth is that you probably just can't afford it all. So what is a priority for you? And when you take that priority, you isolate what you really want and you add it to your budget that's whenever your budgets stop becoming this burden and they start becoming this thing that you look forward to creating because you're seeing that it's leading you to do the things that you really want to do in life or experience in life or save up and buy. And that's what it was for me. And also it just 
like the peace of mind and sense of control over an area in, of your life that is so impactful, it is freeing to know that you you have control over it. I mean, not complete control, obviously, because things can happen, but you have a say. You're being proactive and not reactive. And I think that's whenever budgets just become this incredible joy um, that people are shocked to see that they might enjoy doing it. <laughs> Do, like, have you have you had any like aha moments or big takeaways from posting all these budgets? I I haven't. I mean, I guess my biggest aha is people. Well, I don't know if you know this about the internet, but people are very critical. What's I haven't very, noticed. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't know if you've ever gone to the comment section of the internet. What it what's very aha for me is that whenever I was posting all of these, I could clearly see what I would do, but all these people in the comments would say something totally different, and they aren't wrong. And I'm not wrong. It's just a matter of what are the choices that we want to make for our own life. And I think that that's what makes all of our budgets unique and why my budget might change every month and why mine might look different than yours. And so I think that my biggest really aha from doing, oh my gosh, probably, you know, 75 plus real people budgets over the years is that our priorities are all different. And if when you know your priorities, you can try to find a way to make the numbers work and you have a more positive mindset. When you don't know your priorities and you feel this need for everything, then it can become a very much a burden in your life to think about how to spend your money on everything that you want. And don't you feel like this is where that like big, um, I don't know, I I don't know the right way to say this, but I feel like when we're we're looking at other people's budgets or when we're making those, um, it's really judgments, right? Like we're passing judgments. Oh, yeah. And I think that comes up with money, whether we're in a relationship or we're looking at how our friend is spending money mm-hmm. and we're like, oh, we would never do that. Or, and, exactly. And, and I feel like that that place of judgment just really needs to be removed. And because you're right, it is about you know, each person's individual money and their situation and how they Mm -hmm. want to spend their money. And that's their choice. Yes. And people get hung up on the numbers. I mean, they do. And that, and I get it. I did as well. Whenever I was first starting out, they get hung up on the numbers. My goal is to inspire people with the real people budgets to think differently about money and see other budgets in action. But it never fails that I'll I'll post a budget of someone making $10,000 a month and I get you know, 30 comments saying this is totally unrelatable. And it's like, for you it is, but for other people, it's relatable. This, like, I didn't make this up. This person brings home $10,000 a month. And then I'll post a budget of someone that makes $3,000 a month. And then there's people that are like, do a California budget. And I'm like, I have. Like, I, I share what's been sent in for me. However, people's reactions, Shauna, it just highlights how emotional money is because they will get so mad in the comments. They will get so fired up. And I'm like, we need to talk about money. Yeah. Exactly. And, and, and that just goes to show that it's not just math. When you, beca- when you can become so angry about something like that or so fired up, money isn't just math. It's clearly emotional too. And so anyway, my, my hope is just for people to 
maybe see something that's similar to theirs or see something that inspires them to earn more or invest more, pay off debt. I mean, whatever it is. Um, and, and honestly, just education as well. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious lolly Focus Pops or lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Imagine unlocking a version of yourself that's unstoppable, where mental barriers no longer hold you back. Listen to Mentally Stronger with me, Amy Morin, therapist and international bestselling author, here to guide you on a journey to reaching your greatest potential. Every Monday, I bring you into conversations with some of the most fascinating minds, experts, authors, entrepreneurs, athletes, and musicians. They don't just share stories. They reveal the mental strategies that propelled them to the top. But here's the real magic. At the end of each episode, I break down their wisdom into practical therapist-approved advice. In my solo episodes, I dive deep into the techniques that build mental strength. It's like having your own personal therapy session as you discover how to turn these insights into steps you can take right now. This podcast isn't just for those facing mental health challenges. It's for anyone who wants to push their limits, achieve peak performance, and truly thrive. Are you ready to unlock your full potential? Then it's time to become mentally stronger. Subscribe to Mentally Stronger with therapist Amy Morin, available wherever you love to listen to podcasts. Talking about money is hard. You know this already. All over the world, people are taught to never talk about money, politics, sex, or religion in polite company. On 50 Fires, a podcast about money and meeting from executive producers Chip and Joanna Gaines, host and financial conversationalist Carl Richards. We'll remove money from that list by having frank, funny, and often difficult conversations about money, the kind we're all told not to have, with guests from all walks of life. In each episode, Carl will invite a new guest to answer the question, what does money mean to you? Their answers will reveal much more than their attitudes about money, spanning revelations about identity, community, faith, family, and the true meaning of wealth. Tune in to hear deep conversations about money and the meaning it holds in our lives. You can find 50 Fires on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. So you shared a little bit about your story, but I'm I'm really curious like how you decided to turn into this, you know, but this budgeting woman who's who's just all about helping us budget better. Oh my gosh. Well, that was a shock to me. Let me tell you, I was not expecting that in my life. I like that honesty. Um, Yes. Yes. It was a big pivot that I did not plan. Um, You know, whenever my husband and I started on our our debt-free journey, it was truly out of necessity. I outlined that in chapter one of my book and how becoming unexpectedly pregnant and not being able to afford daycare payment we did it because we were in a financial place where we had no other choice. We didn't have outside help. We didn't have family nearby. We had to free up $800 to $900 a month. So we said, okay, the way to do this is to cut, like pay off our debt because our minimum debt payments were over $1,400 a month. So it was very clear to us we need to write a budget and pay off debt 
will free up money. And I said, okay, I will do this, but only until we are debt free. I will not write a budget afterwards. Do not ask me to limit anything. I will do this for a short period of time and then I will never do it again. And my husband was like, great, that's all I'm asking for. And what's fascinating is through that journey, it was a long journey, it was four and a half years. Through that journey, my entire mindset and my outlook on money very slowly changed to the point where I looked forward to writing a budget because I felt like I had the control. I felt like in a world where, or really a past where I never had control, I felt like I was taking the reins. I felt like I had a choice. I felt like I was being proactive and not reactive to things that were happening to me. And it was very freeing for that for that feeling. I loved it. It was like I was on a high afterwards when I would write these budgets. And so I would start, I'm, I'm, I am such a dork that I would start like writing a budget, like <laughs> prediction budgets. I would, cause we only got paid once a month. We got, we were two teachers. We got paid once a month. So I would, I only really needed to write a budget once a month. And then, you know, maybe here and there, if we got off track. So then I would be like, I'm going to write a prediction budget for next month. And then I'm going to see how close it is to the real budget. Like that, it brought me joy. I, I have no other way to say it. And so when we did pay off this debt and I realized that this feeling wasn't going to go away, that's when I was like, okay, I need to do something with this. Like I'm a teacher. I have the skill set. I have the talent of a teacher. I have the passion for money and personal finance. Let's put those together. And that's when I started Inspired Budget. I love that. I love that you turned it into something that you you kind of flipped the the script on it, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's so great about budgeting is if you can get to the place where you can you can change it to no, this puts me more in control of my money mm-hmm. and less out of control. That's really where like the light bulb I think starts to go off, yeah. off in your it's head. A, it's very much a plot twist. Right. It was it was very much a plot twist in my life. But that to me says that anyone who's listening, if you have a negative relationship with money or you're really working to change your financial situation, like there is a plot twist coming and it can be in the in the most beautiful and perfect way that sets you up for financial success and to be open to that and changing the way that you you see and view money in the future. So I want to go back a little bit to your book. Uh, you know, how did you approach, you know, what you wanted to cover and what you wanted the reader to to really walk away with? Oh my gosh, it was a lot. I feel like it's a it's a lot in the book, but my what I, my ultimate goal, and I'm a big believer in this, and I don't know if I've said this yet, is I'm a big believer that personal finance is just that it's personal. It is unique. There is not this cookie cutter plan we can follow. We can try to follow a cookie cutter plan and it might work for a period of time, but ultimately we need to be able to make changes and make decisions based on our own unique situation. And to do that, to make the best changes or make the best decisions for ourselves and our family, we need to know our options right? We need to know what are, what are some choices I can make? What, what do I have to choose between? If I have to make a decision, what do both decisions look like? What, what does the fork in the road look like? And that's really where money made easy comes in. It's less of a, here's exactly what you do and more of a choose your own adventure type book. If this is how you want to pay off debt, this is how you're going to do it. But maybe you don't want to pay off debt this way. Maybe you want to pay off debt this other way. 
And if that's the case, here's how to know if that's for you. And here's how to do it. Maybe you want to do your own total different way where you DIY it. If that's the case, here's how you know that might be for you. And here's how to do it. So it allows you to kind of pick and choose what will work for you. And the game changer here is that over time, what worked for you in the past might not work for you now. And what's working for you now might not work for you in the future. And that's okay. It doesn't make you a failure. It doesn't mean that it's completely like you're no longer going to make progress. It means that you just need to pivot or shift and go back to your options and find something that fits your life better at this stage in time. You know, we've, we've talked about so much, but, you know, as we're, as we're talking about budgeting and, and money made easy, I keep coming back to this word of like being really intentional, right? With yes. being intentional of how we're spending and saving our money and also, you know, adding in those moments of, of fun and, and something that makes mm-hmm. us feel like we're human and, yes. uh, you know, not like we're, you know, you're just trapped in this world of, of, of all these rules around money. You know, if, if I'm listening right now and you know, after this this conversation, I really want to start making some steps of progress towards, you know, being better with my budgeting, being more intentional, and, you know, really embracing this idea of money made easy. Where do I start? You know, actually, I had someone ask me this um, inside my membership the other day, and she said, I feel so overwhelmed. And I was like, let go of the belief that you need to conquer it all in one month. Like, let that go. Cause she said, I want to, I want to do it all. I want to write a budget that works. I want to pay off debt. I want to save money. I want to set aside money for vacations. I said, you know, I want to have an emergency fund. I said, you've got to let that go and you have to choose one thing. You're not meant to perfect this system and be perfect overnight. You're not even meant to do that in one month. So instead of freezing, I feel like that's when we paralyze, right? Because we become paralyzed and we can't make a choice because we want to do it all. So instead of doing that, choose just your one thing that you need to do that that matters the most to you. What is weighing on your heart the most? Is it the fact that, you know, in come August, you know, you're going to have to pay for back to school clothes for your kids and all of that and that idea, that kind of looming thing is just like the shadow in your mind knowing it's coming. Well, if that's the case, then set up a sinking fund for it. If it's the fact that you know, okay, I'm not being intentional with where my money is going, then sit down and figure out, learn how to write a budget. But if it's debt, figure out a debt payoff plan. I don't think that we have to do it all at once. And when we do, we can get burned out really quick and we feel like failures because it's impossible to learn it all at once. So I would say choose one thing, one thing that's tugging on your heart, one thing that's tugging on your emotions the first, and then learn how to approach that. I know a lot of people have a lot of opinions about this word balance. Some say it's just way too lofty, and others think it is like this magical formula for success. Well, I personally love the idea of balance, especially when it comes to your money. Because I think it's just so easy to get stuck in this rut of like paying your bills and all of the money have tos that you have to do. And then you just lose interest in other things like creating an annual spending plan, setting goals, doing the things that actually help you build financial freedom. 
And Allison's story, I think, totally speaks to that. It's a real reminder to, you know, kind of getting stuck in this rut. She got burnt out paying off debt because she needed something, just something to spend her money on that made her feel good. And I know I can really relate to that. And I'm, I kind of think you probably will too. So even if you can just carve out like a few bucks to go grab ice cream like I do, or maybe go splurge on a round of mini golf to just have some stupid, silly fun, you got to go do it, right? So I don't know, give yourself, give yourself some time to practice this word balance, right? And see how your mindset and your actions start to change around money. So if you want to connect with Allison, you can find her on the Inspired Budget podcast or on This Is Awkward podcast with her friend Chris Browning, who's also been on the show, who's host of Popcorn Finance. And you can find a copy of her new book, Money Made Easy, everywhere books are sold. So Allison would just love for you to like buy a copy of the book, read it, and then pass it along to a friend or family member who also would read it as well, right? So spread this love and this message of money made easy. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with someone right now. Let them know why, you know, they should think about bringing more balance into their money. As always, you can head to the show notes for links to our episode guest, as well as the sponsors who make this show possible. I'll see you right back here, my friend, in a few days for a brand new episode. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.